0: Hello and welcome to Not Another Triathlon podcast from British Triathlon. We're here to get you in the best possible shape on the start line and our two guests today, Scott Thomas and Brad Howard, have switched from a clubbing, love island and gossip column lifestyle to triathlon. Hello it's Mark Shardlow here and thank you for joining us. Today we've come to Manchester and we've come here because it's the home of our two guests party boys who've given up the booze and found swim bike run. For one it's gone from the reality show Love Island to Sunderland and the North Sea. Guys uh, welcome along I'm going to get
1: you to introduce yourselves Scott first of all Tell us a bit about you. So my name is Scott Thomas. Uh, I am a former party boy. I don't know why I'm so proud about that. Um, but yeah, I reckon um, I class myself now as um, a self-development influencer. I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a businessman as well. But yeah, me and Brad used to throw parties for a living. Um, and what that entailed was we ran nightclubs um, across, well, nightclub events across the UK, Marbella, Ibiza, overseas, And we lived a very crazy lifestyle. And it used to be our job to promote nightclubs, getting people in there, drinking, bottle popping, partying. Whereas now both of us have gone on a bit of a lifestyle change where we're now trying to use our platforms to encourage people to do stuff like this. Go and do triathlons, go on walks, just promoting wellness all around now, which is a massive shift for us.
2: Brad, you pretty much just said it all, mate. Yeah. So obviously we've gone from one certain lifestyle to another. Um, and I much prefer the person that I am now. I wouldn't change anything because, again, that's kind of built me into into the man I am today. Um, and I'm enjoying it. I'm riding the wave. Uh, fell in love with the and stuff. Always loved the bike, um, running, swimming, combining it all uh, into one. And, yeah, here we are. We've done...
1: And he's just completed his, uh, what is it, the rock try. I've done the rock, yeah, the yeah, rock tri. So bad, that
2: was a 1.5k swim, 50k on the bike, uh, yeah. summit snowdon Crazy. up and down. Back on a bike for 50k and then a 1k beach sprint to finish, which was, yeah, it was. Uh, it took me to some dark places at times, but we did it in. I wanted to get anything under seven hours and did it in six forty three. So, Oh
0: well yeah. done, that's amazing. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. happy with it. Um, what I want to say is that uh, you get early access to this podcast if you're a British Triathlon member. Uh, so come along and join the family. There's something for everyone. The different categories of membership. So, so please have a check out of the website. And join the family. Um, In the past podcast, we've looked at uh, getting ready for the season. We've looked at the transition to three sports from one. But today, guys, we're looking at the first triathlon. And um, There'll be people who've been through the process and know what it's like. There'll be others that are getting ready for their first triathlon and there'll be others that are just procrastinating. Shall I do it? Shan't I do it. When did you guys do
1: your first triathlon? Let me me start with you, Scott. So I actually went to watch Brad do his first one. I think it was in um, Media City. Media City, City, yeah. Two years ago. I think it was about 15 months, yeah. Something like that. So that kind of inspired me. And then obviously British Triathlon came on as an official sponsor of my podcast. And my podcast is all about um, learning as I go, um, trying something new. And I thought, you know what? I'm at a point where I always train right to try and look good and just to feel good but I've never really done anything to kind of push myself out of my comfort zone and tried like a new discipline. So this came at the right time. And so I took on my first sprint triathlon in, um, it was July, wasn't it? Yeah. In Sunderland. And for me, because I'm quite naturally skinny and and tall, and I've really struggled to put on muscle mass, I didn't want to do the full triathlon because... I find it, I, I burn a lot of muscle mass if I do too much cardio. So I thought the sprint triathlon is perfect for me. It gives me an opportunity to kind of learn the three disciplines, um, but do it at a distance that I can kind of deal with. And that goes in line with my other kind of training as well, because I'm really into strength training. But yeah, uh, I turned up to Sunderland and, um, Nothing could prepare me for race day. Like it was like a military operation. Um, all the things that you had to remember, the transitions, like getting your bike into position. Um, luckily I had Brad with me and, uh, and our friend Luke Massey as well, who'd done like Ironmans and stuff before. But yeah, it was, you feel like a proper athlete on the day. And the whole process for me was just, it was It was life-changing. I haven't done anything like that in my whole entire life. Um, and Yes, it was a sprint triathlon, but I was still pushing myself. I managed to get a 20-minute a twenty minute 5K at the end, which I was really proud about. But it just shows how much I really wanted to push myself. And at the end of it, you just feel like you've achieved something huge. So it was a massive achievement for me. Uh, you said life-changing. I mean, I alluded to it at the start. Yeah. I mean, you said yourself, Party Boy,
0: Love Island, Yeah. Um, looking good. It seems a million miles away from, to be fair, Sunderland and the North Sea.
1: Yeah, if someone asked me... Um, even four or five years ago that I'd be in the sea on a Saturday morning with 400 people with a swimming cap on, a wetsuit, um, s- swimming for my life. Um, I wouldn't have believed it. I wouldn't believe And even on a road bike. I've never been on a road bike before in my life and it's just... There's something, you did well,
2: mate. You did I, a good job. I think
1: that's what, you, that's what life is all about, right? It's about growth. It's about trying new things. And I, and sometimes we all play it very safe in our day-to-day lives. We might go to the gym or do it the standard class, whereas with a triathlon, you are coming well out of your comfort zone and you're trying something... New and I think doing it with your mates as well was, was really special.
0: Brad, as Scott said, he got his inspiration from you. Yeah. So tell us about the journey that you had to get to the start line for your first
2: So, again, mine was I was kind of at a bit of a place where it was uh, again going back to the, the, the party days. Um, I just needed to break the mold of it a little bit. So, I needed to set myself a goal. Now, I know if I'm working and training towards something, I'll lock in. I'm all or nothing. That's just me as a person. Um, so, yeah, just I, I remember just. Coming off a, a, off a weekend, I thought, right, I need to, I need to do something now. Get a, get a bit of a, a plan together and, and, and sign up to something that I, I know I'm going to stick to. So did that, did three months training, uh, did the first sprint triathlon.
0: Well, what, why triathlon? Because I think a lot of people in that situation would go, go and run a marathon or something like
2: yeah, that. Yeah, do you know what? It's, it's, it, it was because I enjoyed all three. And I'm like, right, well, how can I combine them all? And then obviously then I knew about triathlons, but I didn't really know much about it until I've obviously looked into it. And I'm like, do you know what? Why not just sign up to it? And then you can't really well, you can pull out of it, but then if you pull out of it, what's your excuse? Uh, and I signed up to it, and then when you start telling people, and people are now expecting you to to obviously right, race, it's, it's accountability, yeah, mm-hmm. um, which was beautiful for me because then it kept me it kept me focused and it kept me on job. Um, and then the next thing is it's race day, but I knew I already did the training, but obviously I was still going into the unknown a little bit because, like you say, the transition stuff, like the first transition that I did at the sprint, it was five or six minutes. Now the transition that I did last week was coming up to two minutes. So you're picking things up. You'll, I was a lot more relaxed,
1: whereas at the first one, I was, I was rushing things. Um, I don't think you can prepare um, for those transitions and stuff until you actually get to the day. Like, do you know no, what I No, mean? you, you can't. Have, you have I, to I, go through. That's why course. I'm going to do another one because it's almost like, I feel like I've, I've learned so much from doing the actual experience myself. Yeah. But then that also
2: comes with preparation. Like mm. I know I prepared a lot better to with with the the one I've just done than I've done with the other two sprint triathlons. Um, again. Uh, what do you
0: mean preparation? Like physically, physically put the hours in or mainly? Oh yeah. yeah,
2: I was on it. Yeah, obviously I had a lot, I had a lot more time to prep. Um, I went down there two days earlier. Um, just things that I've picked up from the other two that I didn't know before it um just small but, things but yeah. also
1: the sprint triathlon let's get it right we're fit like healthy lads anyway and i reckon you can cause and, and that's why the sprint triathlons are a good one to do for the first, like for someone who's doing one for the first time because it's a good entry level you yeah. can kind of blag it can't you, yeah, you in, can, in a way yeah you can get away with it if right? you've got a level of fitness yeah. a level yeah. of fitness whereas yeah, exactly. what you were doing
2: just now you uh, yeah, there's no to blagging train. that no. That, was like, <laughs> no that was tough yeah <laughs> that was uh that was that yeah that was deep water uh, what some, were the distances in, tell them so it was a 1.5k swim which is equivalent to like ninety lengths, which is double. In the sea, double of, yeah, of Abersock, was it? Yeah, yeah. it was uh, in wow. in the sea, which which I actually quite enjoyed in 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 a weird way. It was it was I think it was eighteen, nineteen degrees. Straight out of the sea, obviously you got your T one. Um and then you're straight on your bike, um, which was five hundred elevation, um, fifty K and then from your bike, you've got trans- uh, transition two, which is straight up Snowdon. Wow, uh, that's the bit that gets which, me. Yeah, well, it Snowdon's it, it's tw- it's twelve k uh, up and down, but obviously elevation at a thousand. So I sh- it was it was tough getting up, and then obviously coming down. Then you've just got to concentrate because any little slip, mate, and you like you say, you're gone. But um, straight off off Snowdon, and then back on the bike for another fifty k. So coming back the way you come, um, and then it's a one k sprint finish uh, at the end. So. The, the, the relief and the feeling uh, from getting over the finish line. I had all the boys there who was cheering me on. It was, it was yeah, it was amazing. You,
1: you have to put the time in to do something like that. I mean, that's like on another level. I mean, even the idea of that just, it, it kind of scares me. But I think like, like Brad's done, you go in at a sprint triathlon level. It's a really good entry level to pick up a few things, learn about the disciplines, learn about how it unfolds on race day. And then you can push yourself onto the next one. Um, and what Brad's done there is just incredible. So when you when you did yours in
0: Sunderland, your first yeah. one, um, you said you you fit fit guy. Mm. Did you run?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean you I, were
0: okay. You were comfortable with a five k run. Yeah. What about swim and bike? I mean, did you did it feel a long way? How, how far did it feel when you were actually doing so it? So
1: the swimming was always going to be the most difficult for me. I've been doing lots of different um, swimming lessons. I've been um, doing lessons with the u swim guys in open water out here i've had a few lessons but it's like unlearning everything you've ever known about swimming as a kid i thought it was about going really fast kicking your legs and and it was about i, I didn't really understand the breathing side of it whereas what i actually learned is that it's all about slowing everything right down it's all about the head movement your breath work yeah and your big strokes and it's just basically unlearning everything i ever knew and sometimes you crack it and you feel amazing because you you think, wow, I've just traveled so quick then I just glided. But then as soon as I got into open water, I'm not going to lie, everything kind of went out the window. (laughs) I literally, so I just reverted straight back to breaststroke. But because I put so much work into the lessons, every now and then I'd incorporate some front crawl. However, the reason why I want to do the sprint triathlon again is because I want to go back and really be a polished kind of swimmer uh, and really perfect that craft because it just it's so difficult to get right. But listen, I was really happy with my time. I still, I just didn't stop. I was breaststroking most of it. I did it in 18 minutes, which is a respectful, respectful time. Um, and then the bike again like I've got my first road bike Brad's been um, riding bikes for for years now and I've got my first road bike but just learning how to put the cleats in how many times did I come off you did Yeah, I was like I was putting on my Instagram story literally (laughs) I came off at the the traffic lights rolled over people stopping and it's like and um, just little things like learning how to wear the cleats and just I, I just know that I've got the basics now, but now it's about progressing it. And um, I've kind of got the bug as well. And the running is just something that comes naturally to me. I've always been a good runner. But yeah, those two, um, that's what I love. It's just, and when you start to see it click as well, you see the progression. It's,
2: it's, it's addictive, yeah. I'll be honest with you. Like I think when you, once you do your first one, you, you're not looking back. And then you're looking, at, you're looking at more events. Like as soon as I finished on, on, on weekend, I was like, right, what can I do next? Um, I want something bigger. Um so yeah I think it's uh, like you say you get that bug for it um and
1: it's a good feeling you feel you feel good in yourself I wonder what it is with like people like me and Brad. It's like we're always looking for that natural high. Like I think that's why we partied so much. Brad mentioned before he was all or nothing, and we were like that in partying as well. Like and even in work, sometimes I'm like that. And I think it's about trying to find that balance. But I think there is that element that we're always looking for
2: the next thing for the
1: next thing that's going yeah. to give us that rush. And even like Brad's coming here today, and I can see I'm not seeing him since the race. And he's just he's very calm. <laughs> he's very like, do you know what I mean? It's weird seeing him like this. You can tell like he's, he's something's been released from yeah. him.
2: Because um, it's a build-up, though. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And, and you've got all these mixed emotions. Like I, I put a, I put a post out last night, and I, and I'll be honest. On the first bite leg, like, I, I had a tear to myself. Like in the last, like I, think I got forty k in, and I felt you know when you feel good, and I'm like oh, I've got myself here to this point now. I've done this. I Had a little cry, mate, and then bang, then I was I, I was ready to go again. But it's like, like you say, you can you can never it's just a big mix of emotions that like you don't know what's what's going on and how you're feeling but I knew it was good emotions and a, and I tunneled that into into the race Are you
1: sure you weren't crying though because you knew you had to go and climb Snowden <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's just coming to the end of his bike going oh I've got to do this now
2: I've got to take Snowden I actually felt good though You felt strong Yeah I felt yeah. strong Yeah, and then obviously after the race I think I'm quite critical anyway of, of, of everything but I'm looking back then and even though I knew it was a good time, I'm thinking, could I push myself even more. But on the first leg, I'm thinking, no, just, just keep your heart rate above like your one forties and and get get to Snowden so you're not you're not knackered as such. Um so you know you can get up and get down it. But then I felt good and I'm like, right, I could have shaved another ten minutes off. So then you're kind of looking back and thinking, right, if I do it again,
1: this is what I know I can improve on. It's my cause I'm reading a book at a minute called Relentless, uh, by that like, Tim Grover who trained like Michael Jordan and stuff. And he said that like And he calls them cleaners. Cleaners are people who just, like, take responsibility for stuff. They're always pushing for more, and they're always analysing how they could have done better. And I think we've kind of got that, that nature in us to a certain extent. But I think there's something euphoric about it. Like, honestly, I only did the sprint triathlon, but I remember this moment, right? I just... I was coming towards the end of my my run and my leg just cramped up. I just cramped up. And I'm not used to pain because I'll be honest, I live quite a a sheltered, soft life. I think there is an element that we are a little bit soft sometimes in our day to day. And I cramped up and my immediate reaction was like, no, like it's like I've been shot. I was like, I can't carry on. And the next thing I heard David Goggins voice in my head, like pain is temporary. Like, do you know what I mean? And the next (laughs) thing, and I just went, I've got to power through now. And I did, I overcame the pain. And I went and I went and caught this guy up who wanted to chase and, I just think it just pushes you out of your comfort zone. And I think as human beings, we sometimes play it too safe. Yeah, and we we live our day-to-day lives. And those moments when you're surrounded by people and you're with your mates and you're in the open water and you're running... There's no better feeling. And I think you can't really get that from just popping to the gym or going to a local class. It's about taking on something big like that.
2: It's And, it, and it's a lot of it is a mental battle as well. Like I've, I've finished that and I noticed some of the boys there who first time they've ever been to, like say, a, a triathlon and they're like, they're interested now in, you know, right, how did you feel? So kind of like debating like, well, can I do this? Anyone can do it. Yeah. You, you mm-hmm. just gotta, just, you've just got to focus. Like you say, my advice would be just, just sign up, um, hold yourself accountable for it. And then next thing, yeah, like you say, do the training. Because the um, mentality is
0: really interesting, isn't it? Because I mean for completely. me, just going to swim in the sea yep. would, would be a big hurdle, you I know. I think like, that's with everyone that. though. I think I think yeah. that's
2: I think personally I do think from people who I've spoke, that's the that's the bit that stops people from like, well, should I do it, should I not? Honestly, it's not it's nowhere near as bad as what you think. Like you just got I can see how it can be daunting to some people, but a few swimming lessons, getting your technique right, just getting used to the water again. Um, and then on the, on the race day, your adrenaline just takes over anyway.
1: Yeah, and, it's um, like, and like I mentioned before, it's just about completing the first one. Yeah, just get it done. Just get it you. done. And, and if you have to do breaststroke and, and do it all the way around, pretty much like I did. I did it on my yeah, first one, to be the, honest. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, it's just about getting in there, completing it, and then you look to progress and perfect things as, as time goes on. But I think a lot of us are waiting for the perfect moment or to be at the perfect stage of our life to do something like this. And I think, like Brad said before, It's just about just going for it, booking in and just like...
2: There's there's never going to be a perfect moment and then that'll be what stops you. Yeah. You just got to do it.
1: Oh, you know what? That's reminding me. I'm going to have to speak to Chris and the guys. I need to book my sprint triathlon. I'm going to try and do it today. So it's done. That's just inspired me. Number two. Number two. uh, I need to get it done.
0: What you did say earlier that I picked up on is that you had some coaching.
1: Swimming coaching. I wondered how that helped along the way. Oh, I think it's integral. Um just to give you that piece of mind, we, we were, had the luxury of um, going down to Leeds um, to train with the British Triathlon guys and um, non-Stanford as well, um, who's obviously the European champion. And just to hear from those guys, like the kind of, just a little simple techniques and the little things that give you that edge and even just like learning the transitions. And I just think, you can't really teach it yourself. You need to surround yourself with people who have been there and done it. And it might not be, obviously, a European champion, but it might be, you'll be surprised at how many people in your local community or friends. Once I started doing this, I started to realise so many people started coming out of the woodwork going, yeah, it's like even Will Kennedy or me. Do you know what I mean? People you know, you never even knew the dim because it's almost like a little... It's almost like a little um, clicky, like almost like <laughs> secret circle. And once you're in, people start coming out the woodworks and start reach, like almost getting newfound respect yeah. for you as well. So I think it's really important to surround yourself with people who've been there, done it. Um, there's there's good apps out there like Training Peaks as well, which is a really good one which you can track all your progress on. Um, I think there's lots of that stuff on YouTube you can watch as well. But yeah, the, once you're in. Their British Triathlon community. There's so many people who want to help you, and you need to learn from them as well. And you also did a British Triathlon retreat.
2: That was great. That was amazing. Um, like you say, obviously there was there was people there who, who've kind of um, themselves have not they've not uh, done um, any sprints or full triathlon. So it, it was good to kind of uh, get everybody together and obviously have, uh, talk about like what they want to do a little bit late down down the line. Um, so yeah, we did some some swimming, some bike, some running. Um, and it was a, it was a great few days. Yeah, it was
1: good because like like me and Brad now, and this is what happens when you do stuff like this. You end up inspiring other people through doing something for yourself. You end up inspiring other people around you, and I think that's that's the like something very powerful in that. Isn't it.
2: I, I get the biggest thrill off that, and like people asking me about, it, and I'm like, I'm still a novice in this sport, mm. but I'm obviously I'm giving my advice that I've picked up on from over the past twelve months. And then I think, where could I be in twelve months? Like this is what I
1: know already and this is what I've kind of... Well, I feel like this is what I've achieved... Where I could have be in another 12 months? The retreat was a really good kind of place for us to bring some of our friends, uh, bring other people who wanted to get into the sport and just show them how easy and accessible it is as well. Like we did like mountain biking as well. Um, obviously we did um, the swimming in local pool, just showing that you don't have to have a top of the range road bike. You don't have to go to an open lake. You can do this in like local like communities and facilities and, and just use the resources you've got and just get going. And I think that's what um, we kind of really tried to use the retreat to highlight.
2: And you're also doing it for yourself, so I mean, you you can you can have fun with it as well, Mm. Um, which which is. But I I will say though, the the more you do, and the more you get into it, you start pushing yourself, and then you go for them times. Mm. And
1: that's where I'm at with it now. (laughs) You said you inspired people. Is that your mates that you've been inspiring? Just, um, obviously, we've both got a a following. I've obviously got a following from doing, like, different shows and stuff. Brad's got a following from being my mate. and uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, but Brad's built up his own following as well over the years, and he's got a strong network. And I think it's just, it's not even people, obviously, you inspire people, you know, and that's beautiful. But it's like just random people every day just popping up going, honestly, mate, you've inspired me to do this. And do you know what I mean? I know Brad's getting a lot of it. And obviously, with the sobriety stuff and the lifestyle change and yeah it's it's a nice feeling knowing that you've gone from promoting a certain lifestyle which isn't necessarily good for people to promoting something that now is really beneficial and, and pushing people out of the comfort zone it's zones. a
2: beautiful feeling and it also I don't think people kind of expect it to come from certain people so when you openly speak about where you was at in terms of a place. Yeah, it wasn't a nice place. When you look back at it now, yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a, um, a bit of a rough, a rough time in your life and a bit of a, you felt like you were stopping yourself from being able to do certain things. So obviously when, when they hear it off certain people, like, like you say, it gives them inspiration as well. Like, if they're feeling a certain way, well, if you can do it, then, then so can I.
0: Let's just delve a bit into where you were then at that time. What what was life like? When were we talking, like mid-20s, early-20s?
1: Literally, I would say from the age of, like, 21 to, like, tw- 29, something yeah, like that, yeah, we, we were throwing yeah. parties. Bradwood was, like, the original, like... Guy in Manchester, he had the first. I remember when he was eighty. I went to his nights and I, I looked up to him so much. And we had this glamorous job of basically promoting nightclubs, bringing girls in. I had like celebrities down every week, and then and, and it was glamorous and it was a rock star life for a long time. But over time, like basically, our job was basically being the loudest guy in the room, the craziest person at the party to try and bring the atmosphere. And as we got older, and obviously Brad went into business, I went into business these bad habits and this like kind of self-sabotage behavior around drinking kind of carried on and we couldn't just go out for a couple of drinks. It was always like we'd go out on a Thursday and we could not come back till Saturday morning. Do you know what I mean? And honestly, it was like that. It was quite Like I'm not trying to kind of play it down. And there's a lot of people out there doing the same thing. And in my generation, our generation, like we kind of thought that was cool. And that's all we ever really knew. Like, if it's someone's birthday, you go out, you get steaming. If if someone gets a new job, you go out, you get steaming. If someone dies, it was, a, it was, it
2: was any excuse. Yeah. And then, and then obviously, then when you've kind of you've got that image of yourself, and that's your kind of character everybody expects you to behave in certain ways. Um, and at a time, I think you just get caught with it. You lost. Like, I didn't think I was doing. I'm not saying I was doing anything drastically wrong, but I was. When I look back at it, and I was thinking. Wow, it just passes you
1: by. Yeah, listen, I mean, I used to wake up with serious lows. Like every like Monday morning, I'd be driving to the gym again, going, why have I done this again? Like, do you know what I mean? And for some reason, I couldn't snap out of it. I couldn't break out of it because I didn't know anything other than that. Yeah. And there was no kind of like role models on social media or talking from a place that we would relate to. You've, talked, you've seen people talk about alcohol addiction and and like stuff like that, but it's from a rehab perspective. For us, it wasn't about we were addicted or um, we were alcoholics. It was more the fact that we were kind of trapped in, in a life cycle that we couldn't get out of. Yep. And I think that's what we want to be kind of living proof to everybody now is that in the space of a year, six months, you can massively change, change your life, right. yep. but you need to have things in place that are going to help you do that. And I think stuff like... Um, doing triathlons uh, and living a healthy lifestyle and like we play a lot of paddle tennis and it's all about having different tools and, and resources you can pull on that are going to keep you out of trouble and give you that new kind of purpose what was the moment then that life changed who changed first of the two of you, you changed the bit before me today. yeah I think, I, think, I, I think yeah I, I think i went first but only because i was like when i drank i could be an idiot and I could get myself into a lot of trouble. I had no filter. I become the Scottish mm. special. And whereas when Brad drank, he was like, he he wouldn't like himself and he'd probably beat himself up for a while afterwards, but he didn't upset other people. And whereas my behavior started to impact other people around me and stuff. And it, I mean, even my business it affected my business. That was a big moment for me. So when that happened, I realized that I needed to make a big change. Um, so I went first, I went to Tom was sober. And Brad was so supportive to be fair to him. Like, you know, you get some mates who are like, come on, mate. He never, he knew that I was doing it for me. And he was really encouraging. I think your good friends know that. Um, And he never begged me to come out, or like, come on, mate, have a drink, mate. It was never like that. But then you could see over time that he kind of... That
2: had an effect on me, I'll be honest with you, because obviously you kind of, then Scott, you kind of fall into different things. Um, And then obviously I'm kind of still doing what I'm doing. Not half as bad as what it was back in the day, but I'm seeing him waking up fresh every day. Um, getting at it, obviously attacking his goals, etc. And I'm like, do you know what? I need that life. Like that. 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 That's. This is not. This is not really for me anymore.
1: But then it's mad actually because I went sober for a year. Then because I didn't want to be the boring sober guy, I started drinking again for like, like the, for the last two, the two years before after that. But like not, uh, like not every day or anything like that. Just every now and then. Bit but more then, balance. but then, yeah, a bit more balanced, but I still hate myself every time I drank. Next thing, he goes sober, right? <laughs> and he's flying, like flying. And then the other mate, Tom Kill, he went yeah, sober yeah, as well. Yeah. So they're all going to, and then I see all them not living a dream again. So I went, right? That's it. <laughs> I'm going back sober again. So now it's kind of like, now you're full t- yeah, yeah, teetotal yeah. now. That's for me, that's me done. And, the strength in numbers, the strength in like, when you've got people in the same wave as you, it really does help. And um, these boys, yeah, so it's like, I inspired him the first time, yeah. but then he inspired me again. So it's kind of like, we're just all, and even yesterday, like uh, the weekend when he did his triathlon, like I found myself going for a 5k run that morning. <laughs> I found myself like doing a blaze class in the evening, like, because it was just like, do you know what I mean? You, you you get, you feed off that energy and I think that's so important. It does
0: help that you've got someone to be accountable with. I think, yeah, 100 I think million training partner is amazing. Of course it, it does, yeah and it's great that you you know you've followed the same journey and and come through it and, yeah, and training together and competing
1: you know we're much, and competing we're, we're together we're Much again. better
2: guys. Now. Yeah.
1: Well, I I prefer myself now a lot more anyway. Right. Oh, that's the that's the key, isn't it? It's about like it sounds cheesy, but falling in love with yourself again. And like, I can't really doubt myself. Like, if I have a tough day or a bad day. I know that it's okay because it's not self-inflicted. Yeah. Whereas if you're sat there in, in, on a, in bed like hungover like, and you know you've done it to yourself and your goals are moving out of sight, it's really hard to kind of love yourself. Whereas now it's like, you know what? If I'm having a bad day, it's not my fault. It's like I'm doing everything I can and it's just about keeping moving forward. And I think that's the difference. Uh, and you did Love Island. So yeah. it was it Series 2? Series 2, yeah. Basically, because Brad didn't take it, I got the job. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> actually a true story. I went really? in, true really? story. I went into it for the, in, the casting directors. Um, we couldn't get your move, so we'll have you. And I saw Brad Howard's name on 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 the thing at the top of the list. I went, well, "What's going on there? Why is he there?" Oh, we couldn't get him. And I oh, sound. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, I did. I did Love Iron in 2016. Um, but it was a great platform for me. It was a great. It was always going to be a platform in terms of I had the social PR business at the time, which I still got. And I wanted to go in there to raise a profile of like that. But at the same time, it's I ne- I always felt like I belonged in some way, shape, or form. A little bit in the limelight. My dad was a soul singer. My brothers are both actors. I always, I liked, you, you can tell by today, I like to talk. I like to be on camera and I like to share my story and stuff. So I think it was a great platform for me and, and, and I'm still using it to this day. i still got those followers that I got from that show. Don't get me wrong, I'm losing some of them now because... I'm talking about sobriety and self-development, but that's okay. Um, but I'm really grateful for that for show did for me because it gave me a massive platform, which I can use for stuff like this now.
0: And are they, is that community supportive of you, you know, transitioning from, as you said, party boy to, you know, athlete, triathlete?
1: triathlete? Oh, well, I get unfollowed on a daily basis. Thousands of people unfollow me on a daily basis, but then a thousand of more new sweet, people come yeah. in. So it's kind of like, but I much rather have less followers and have people follow me for the right reasons who are engaged in what I'm trying to do rather than waiting for Scott Thomas from Love Island 2016 to pop up with his top off. Don't get me wrong, I will pop up with my top off every now and then. Um, With the swim hat on as well. Yeah, Yeah. do you know what? I've made that look sexy. Yeah, did. I actually have somehow. I've made the swim cap look sexy. Um, But yeah, so it's just, it's really good to go onto those shows and do things like that if you've got a purpose or um, a kind of plan behind it. And I think I've kind of done that over time. And you've both sort of been ambassadors for British travel, and
0: Brad, you're still doing ambassadorial work. Yeah, and it's great that we've got people from your background just showing that you know there are, there are all sorts of people involved in our sport.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Listen, I got given a, an amazing opportunity, uh, which again, which I'm I'm, I'm still living, and it, and it's great because again, it just keeps me accountable. I love it anyway, so it's not like it doesn't feel like work to me because it's something that I enjoy, and and like you say, bringing awareness around a sport and and getting everybody else involved. People who would never probably even have heard of a triathlon before, Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's no better feeling, and it's great to see to see certain faces now t- taking the
1: sport up and that's come from obviously honestly, seeing your work Honestly he just he just loves this like he just he just, every now and then drops me a message and goes Scott just because obviously I introduced him to the guys at first and he goes honestly right it's the best thing that's ever happened to me he just loves it and I, I think it's so important for people like Brad and myself as well to be talking about it because I think people have this perception that a triathlons are kind of elitist in, in a way like you've got to be an athlete to take it on and I think what Brad's doing especially is making it accessible to people now and I guarantee after like what he did at the weekend he'll have so many more people with him in the next one and I think that's what it's all about
2: what are so you
1: going to plan next then
2: Brad uh, next year uh, I've, I've actually I've been looking at I'm, Iron Man. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do an Ironman yeah. yeah. I'll throw it out there now 1 million percent I'm going to do an Ironman full I'm going to do a couple of halves a couple of 70.3's first um, and then yeah Ironman's the, the, the big
1: one how much? How much more is half triathlon than the one you did at the weekend? Is that like? Is it a lot more? Half an Ironman, sorry. How much more is it than the one you did at the weekend? Oh, so that is it's a it's a two. I think it's a two k uh,
2: swim. Right. Um, two. Yeah, yeah two point four, um, and then it is. Well, so I think it's one fifteen it? on the bike, and then it's yeah. a twenty one k. Um, yeah, run at the end, switches half pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it's
0: hard, isn't it? Because it was so unique, the yeah. event you did running up Snowden. It well, it was a little bit to different. To it was equate. a triathlon as such, yeah. but
2: it wasn't It wasn't a road run. Whereas, yeah. like you say, triathlons, you finish off with a road run. Ironman, you finish off with a road run. So it was a little bit different. Um, but well, you
1: look... But I was going to say, the running's your most difficult one. Yeah, so it the you've done snowden now, yeah. any kind of running is going to feel a lot yeah, easier.
2: The, yeah, the running, the running for me is obviously, it's just about building your engine. Um, with that and that's when now I've got 12 months to fully lock in with the training Um, as you say I found Snowden the toughest going up especially Um, but yeah it's obviously the bike I love the bike I feel like I could ride the bike all day um and the swim i'm now'm I'm now picking up on the swim I'm knocking my times down by ten twelve minutes um again, though that's all about getting your technique right um and just swimming at first I'm like right let's go for it, but really you you end up going slower let's just take your time and how religious are you with your training i mean do you, you do you have a set training diary you quite casual no, I, one, I have like? i do have now uh, I have a coach now um a guy called t p tony p um who he sets up my plans through training peaks so basically if i don't do one of my sessions well why have you not done it so i'll tell him what i've got on in the week work wise yeah so then every sunday he'll put what i've got to do the following week so i'll tell him what i've got on following week work wise working the training around whatever else i do um and then if i can't do it let him know that i can't do it and we'll fit it in um, and if I can do it and I've not done it well why have you not done it so it's great for that as well because you've got no excuses yeah. um, which again going back to the accountability uh, but I, yeah it, it's if you do the training on the day then you've done the work it's just about keeping yourself focused then on, on like you say race days but if you've already done the training you've got to do the training um, otherwise you yeah you, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough on, on race day
0: yeah and Scott you're going from your first- to your second what uh, how's your training are you you as regimented as that
1: to be honest it's not really started um i've obviously been doing my running i've been doing a little bit of swimming um but i need to kind of step i think once you've got it in the diary that's why i said i need to book it today exactly because once you've got it in, in the diary then you can build everything else around it um but yeah i've definitely kept in the swimming in my regime now anyway just purely because it's something like there's something really cool about seeing the progression because, you, like, you start—it feels like you're almost starting from scratch. So you see a lot of progression really quickly. So I think that's why I've got the bug for the swimming now. But yeah, I definitely want to step things up um, and just get that time. He beat me by six seconds on the sprint triathlon. So we've got unfinished business. I love it. Right? Am I? My um, transition time was six minutes. Yeah, it was long. Oh, I couldn't get my helmet on. Oh, and I'm effing in Jeffing. Effing and Jeffing. Oh, oh. Effing and Jeffing oh, trying to get,
2: did get his helmet on, and, it was like that. Yeah, it's like
1: this. So I've got pictures like this. I like to look good enough and everything. I've got pictures going around like this. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got... I um, think you
2: could have given it more legs on the bike. So I can't... Oh, with the, 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 bike, on, the, on the bike. So
1: basically on the bike, I'm going round. It's my first time in a racing environment on the bike. I'm going around and I think I'm just beating everyone, but there's no, no respect. There's a lot of older gentlemen and women. That, so I'm smoking them, thinking, right, I'm going at a good pace. And it wasn't until like Brad came up to me, he caught me up and he was like, literally set the pace. And I was like, wow. And then that's when I felt like I was pushing myself, but I just kind of wished I had him there the whole time. So yeah. it's hard to, um, I think that's why it's really useful to have a training buddy or partner for the day as well. Someone that goes at kind of a similar pace to you because then you know how to kind of push yourself and really push each other as well. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something I'll be looking for the next one as well.
0: Well, let's bring it back to a first triathlon, which is you know what the core of this podcast is about. And just your thoughts uh, and tips really for people who are maybe signed up, maybe haven't signed up and getting ready for number one. Brad?
2: Um, my advice would be, I, just speaking from, from my experience, I woke up randomly one day and thought, right, where's the closest sprint triathlon um, to me and there was one coming up in I think it was like two and a half three months from, from when I seen it right let's do it signed up um, and then just gradually just started yeah just started implementing the training and then next thing it's race day and to be honest on race day you kind of are going into the unknown a little bit because I went into the race day by myself but I had a little read up and what's what um, and it, it's, it's simple enough but you just again you've just got to take your time take your time with it um, and just enjoy it that's the main thing. You know I mean, as much as you, you're you competing with yourself, you've got to enjoy it. You want to be finishing thinking, I love that. Um, even though that was tough, I loved it and I want more. And that's the feeling I got, um, which which obviously set, set me up with signing up for the other events and then coming on board with,
1: with, with the guys, which, which is amazing for me. Scott, what would you like to add I, to that? I would just kind of um, really agree with that and just kind of add that you shouldn't overthink it. At the end of the day, you're swimming, biking and running. And I think a lot of us do overthink it. Like we have to be at like athlete level. We have to be um, kind of competing in the Olympics to even take on something like this. But in actual fact, just get in your local pool, get on your mountain bike or borrow a bike of someone and get running around your local park as a starting point and just start getting a little bit of a bug for it definitely do a sprint triathlon to start off. I would say because that's because you can't really prepare yourself for that race environment, that race day until the day and the sprint triathlon is just manageable distances that you can perfect your craft, learn the transitions, learn the disciplines and just get going. Um, And I think like Brad said before, like just enjoy it. So we went down with a group of our mates. We stayed over the night before we made an an experience of it. It Um, And it was something that we bonded together forever with because it's just you're doing something new. So yeah, just don't overthink it. You're not going into war, but just make sure that you surround yourself with like-minded people who can you can learn from as well. And then lean on apps like the training apps, um, even like obviously get yourself a membership with British Triathlon as well. They give you all the tools you need as well. So just make sure you, you, you take that plunge, but then just surround yourself with the right people and resources to, to complete it. Uh, I
2: feel it. as well, don't be afraid to ask questions, especially on the day I was asking everybody, me. Honestly, like, I, I even went down there without a wetsuit and I rented a wetsuit out. That's how unprepared I was, but I knew I was ready to do it. I felt good. I was nervous. Um, but again, you're around people who, there's loads of people who are in your position. You're
1: not going to be the first person who's not done a sprint triathlon. Oh, yeah. I, believe I lent, me. I lent someone some, some goggles literally just before I saw All old guy's like, does everybody spare goggles? <laughs> I was like, That's yeah, how it is. Um, yeah. It's
2: beautiful because everybody yeah. wants to help. And like you say, then then it's a a nice community and then you you
1: kind of make, you make new friends there. And then, yeah, like you say, keep in touch. It's a really friendly environment. It's it's, honestly, everybody's got each other's back. As much as it's competitive, you will find a lot of people who will have your back and you end up making best friends with strangers who will help you complete the race or help you direct you in the right direction or whatever it is. So you don't feel like you're going to be on your own, even if you did went and um, take it on on your own as well.
0: Uh, Scott, Brad, uh, it's been great listening to you today you've got some great stories to tell you obviously got a close bond i'm so impressed with the way you've changed your life around but also uh, the mentality and uh, the mental side of triathlon that you you really get so thanks very much for being our guests thank you for having us cheers guys that's scott thomas and brad howard and as scott said there's lots of information and details about british triathlon membership on the british triathlon website well that's it for today i hope you've enjoyed it thank you very much for listening and i'll see you on the next one Bye bye.